press the button, going live, big things are happening. See, we're already live. It just takes a minute to load the video. So at the beginning of every live show that we have, we're always like, are we live? Is this happening? Um, you might be asking, you might be asking, why are we going live? What is Dojo U Live, you ask? You can tell that's in my script. So Dojo U Live is, I'm scrolling down through all this. All this stuff, don't need to know. But we got this Dojo U educational website thing going on. Many, many members. We're at an all-time high number of members right now. Did you know that? Um, which is good. But, uh, but as people are running around on the website developing their bagpiping skills each and every day, there's got to be checkpoints to shoot for to keep our heads straight and not get lost in the deep hole of bagpipe knowledge. That's where Dojo U Live comes in. Each week, we offer up a little mission to the players here at Dojo U. This week's mission is, crap, I never loaded it up, but it's something along the lines of learn the third and fourth parts of the hornpipe Donald McLeod and submit it for critique. And, and people had to have submitted it by this morning at 7 a.m. or something like that. So that's what people do at Dojo U. On a Wednesday, they, they rock and roll. They, they fire up their Zoom recorders. Or, or for some of us, it's just an iPhone under a pillow. Uh, we could talk about why you put an iPhone under a pillow if you want. But more, most importantly, uh, it allows us to listen to the recording, critique it. And, uh, and we have this cool little fairly somewhat consistent critiquing process that we used so people can help gauge their improvement. It's pretty neat. And the most important thing about this is what? What's the most, it's not so much your score, but what's the most important part about this? And no, it's not, uh, it's not like feeling good about what you've accomplished. That's not it e e either. It's none of that garbage. What, what's the real point behind what we're doing here. Anybody? Any takers? The real point is, Carl, why don't you take this one? No, it's all you, man. You're not, you don't want to go there. So the real point, the real reason we do this is because it simulates performance. Okay. It, it puts us under pressure and we get to see how the work that we've put in actually translates to a high pressure situation. And as performers, right? We're always going to be performing in high pressure situations. <clears throat> That's what performance means, right? So, so you can practice all day long, but what you find is you put yourself under a little bit of pressure and, and we start to see what we're really made of. It's funny you should mention that because we had a really killer class uh, yesterday afternoon at noon from uh, Dr. Fiona McConaughey uh, about performance psychology but one of the big takeaways from that is exactly that you have to practice you know both physically and mentally in those high pressure situations in order to be used to and capable of producing your best under high situation high pressure That's situations right. no secret there you got to practice it and so here's a good way of doing it and one of the things you forgot to mention there Andrew, is that when people do their recordings, they don't get more than one chance. They hit the record button and that's what they submit the very first time. Um, so there, there is a little bit of that simulated pressure as best as we can. 
Um, we try to. Everyone is doing mental exercises in pressure, whether you knew it or not. Yeah. Su yep. Super good point. So we have the one take rule. So at least on paper, if you're following the Dojo U honor code, um, if you're following the Dojo U honor code, honor code. Uh, that you only do one take. So you only get one shot to see what it sounds like, just like a real competition. I like my, I'm an, I love analogies. My favorite analogy about this is like, how would you like it if you got on an airplane and the pilot was like, oh boy, I haven't done this in a while. I'm super nervous. You know, you wouldn't really want to fly with that pilot, right? Uh, no, instead pilots are required to have hundreds and hundreds of hours of performance experience, AKA flying airplanes, uh, before they'll get anywhere near a commercial flight. Right. Um, and it's the same with piping, right? How many people out there get nervous when they perform or they, per their performance is subpar whenever they get out in front of it, you know, to because of various reasons. Well, it all has to do with experience and giving yourself as much performance experience or close to it as you can. Um, that's the name of the game. So uh, without further ado, good morning, Cliff Davis. Without further ado, we should get started. I wonder if, I wonder if we have 14 people watching live today. I wonder if that's cause, uh, I wonder if that's cause we did the live streams at Kansas City and now people are, you know, Facebook knows they like to watch our stuff. <laughs> let's okay. let's let's now proceed to let them down um we should uh cue the joke, but i didn't want to go there um so uh as carl cues up the first one it's uh very cold in troy new york today you can't really see it when i drove across the bridge this morning the river was so warm relative to the air that there was like steam just pouring off the river Pretty impressive. Not too windy though. You can tell from the smokestacks. What's that? It's so warm, it's steamy there. Yeah, it's definitely something. All right, uh, the first victim is Ken. It looks like. Yeah, here it comes.
All right. So. So. Why don't you take us through the score here, Andrew? Um. Okay. <clears throat> nice job, Ken. Not bad. I mean, I've heard Ken do better, but we'll talk about that. Scale navigation, good. Yeah, there were there maybe one or two tiny little things, but not disturbing greatly by any means. Rhythmic accuracy. The whole thing for me was out ahead of the beat. Like he never really settled into the groove and Ken, you're still rushing ahead of that beat. And it's hard in an idiom like this. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. But um, it's hard because there's no resting points. There's no nice long dotted notes to kind of chill out and play a nice solid A lap. You know, that's what we all really crave. So it's, you know, the train keeps moving. So we have to be able to kind of check ourselves as we go and keep that one E and a two E and a kind of groove happening throughout. We never really did this. Like, you know, I think rhythmic accuracy, definitely the Achilles heel of this. And other things started to fall apart as a result. Like um, we had synchronization issues throughout. Okay, but that's caused because you're not clear where the beat goes. So the grace note and the note change are doing two different things. That's where grace note sync errors come from. Embellishment quality. The D should not be a 3.5 because the D throws are, um, are violating the gospel, which is we should play the steps of the movement, okay, instead of uh, random finger spasmy freak out thing, right? And that's, unfortunately, that's what we had here. Now, a D throw like that, right? Like we hear in this recording, it's not something they're gonna rip you apart for on a score sheet, okay? But as a player who wants to, you know, what, yeah, it doesn't get you any points either. That's right. And then for a player who presumably wants to control what they're doing with their fingers, right? It's really important that just like all the other embellishments, most of which you're doing a good job with on a regular basis, right? <clears throat> just like all the other embellishments, we need to play the D throw by the steps. So um, I would have gone a little lower on embellishment quality, but not a lot lower, just a little. Um, there are no dot cuts in this tune, at least not... Um, you know, on the surface. Tonal quality, needless to say, not your best. Tuning, kind of weird. I, I almost wonder if you didn't get a long time to warm up for this, Ken, or something. Or maybe too long, or maybe you can tell us. But um, yeah, bagpipe. Is this the new read as compared to last week? Yeah, maybe a new read or something. Um, not quite sure. But uh, needless to say, usually Ken gets a better bagpipe sound. Ken says sort of is what Ken says. It's pretty good. Sort of a new read. Yeah, sort of a new read, yeah. It's also that time of year, right? Like uh, we're in the polar vortex. So the, the longer you are in the polar vortex, the less likely it is that, you're just, that your bagpipe sound is going to be uh, amazing. I was working with the local band on Wednesday, and I was like, this time of year, you want to play your pipes and just imagine what it might sound like in three months time and that's all you should do you know re re replace what you're hearing with the with the image of a good sounding bagpipe <laughs> i really do think i really do think that uh if you're from scotland or let's say 
the Pacific Northwest. Like their winters are nasty there too. It's super cold and super rainy, but it doesn't get to where we are, where it's below freezing for extended periods of time. And literally like inside a building, it's 10% humidity, right? You know, Glasgow, even inside buildings, Glasgow, for example, having had lots of experience there, it like never goes below 45% humidity. So the bagpipes are always in, in good playing mode there. But for us here in the, you know, I don't know, north of the jet stream, basically is what it's all about, right? It's like there's a big jet stream. And if you're north of that jet stream, it's really nasty. Um, did you see that there's a thing on, um, and, and just Pacific Northwest comes to mind. There was like a meme uh, I saw, you, you don't go on Facebook that much, but there's a meme on Facebook about like the polar vortex and how like it's still tropical and sunny uh, in British Columbia and like Seattle, despite the rest of the country being deep in the polar vortex. So, no, I didn't see that. so you just gotta, you just gotta power through it. You know what I mean? moral of the story is flee for the coast the south or the west coast or scotland <laughs> yeah uh, that's the moral of the story here yeah for sure how to get 10 points higher on any any dojo you score come from scotland no, i'm kidding it's not really true <laughs> well plus plus scottish people just have more natural ability than north americans <laughs> fundamentally gifted alright well <laughs> you ready for another one yeah I'm ready alright here comes Stu Is this the right recording? That's the first part. Oops. Then no. Hang on. <clears throat> I went too far back. Sorry, I mean, it sounded, it sounded nice. Yesterday at 220. Here we go. We'll get the right one. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. So, so thing that, wow, that sounded familiar. Like more familiar than yesterday. Here we go.
So I thought this was a really well-rounded performance yeah. with little problems in every category, um, which is sort of what I told Stu yesterday. Uh, you know, there's just little bits in every category, and so we need to pick one and really push for it. Because this was, yeah, I think it was really well-rounded uh, on, on most fronts. Um, yeah. Small lift drops, slightly ahead of the beat throughout. That's the biggest thing for Stu. We've talked about that, too. I was glad to hear him take a slightly more conservative tempo here, though. And, and he's, you know, so much closer to the mark. But, but yeah, I still got to figure out how to just sit back and relax that tiny little bit and uh, really hit those beats. It really makes a difference um, when you do that. Single grace note quality. Grace notes, too small sometimes, maybe, maybe. Take that with a grain of salt, I would think. Uh, disappearing at times. And then there's very slight grace note synchronization errors in there, too. Embellishment quality. Especially coming from F. E doubling, pretty good. But from F having synchronization issues. D throws and burls very early. The doublings are early, too. Everything is early with these embellishments. We need to figure out what the steps of the embellishment are, which I think you know, but then we need to put the correct step in the correct place. Sometimes that's just coming out ahead. <clears throat> All the E doublings are early to the beat too, if you listen carefully, uh, which I think Carl was listening carefully. That's not what I was saying. Yeah. Not hearing all the steps. And then tonal quality and tuning, I don't know. I would have edged that up a little higher myself, but it was good, solid. Yeah, it was solid, right? Um, yeah, so maybe we should have gone a little higher. Anyway. Uh, I thought that was a really good job, Stu. Definitely will make huge progress if you continue to uh, practice at that tempo. Yeah. You know, really working on the, the aspects of control. Uh, so yeah, when, you play, really when you play at a nice slow tempo like that, right? <clears throat> I'm not going to turn my metronome on. But when you play at a nice slow tempo like that, you've got lots of extra time, right? That makes sense. You've got lots of, because you're going slower, right? Everything's happening more slowly. So use that time to your advantage. Play the embellishments big and open and precise at this stage. It's super easy to crush them again later. You know what I mean? That was a little joke, but it's super easy to play them faster if once you can play them slowly really well, okay? probably doesn't even sound that slow to you the listener it just feels really slow when you're playing it but you know play the d throw like that for a while and then the faster version of the d throw will become better more correct that's a tip not just for Stu. my tips universally apply to all <laughs> all right ready cruising along ready for another yep here we go. Mm -hmm. 
good. So, yeah, it's really good. I think uh, we're definitely a little on the low side in the tonal and tuning hmm. scores here. I feel like I that's that really. I feel like that's like the theme of the whole performance is just like you're so close to getting like a really good score on a lot of areas, but just no cigar, you know, so close, but no cigar in like a lot of spots. Like the tuning was close to being good, but the bass was out and stuff. But I digress. Carl, run us through it. Sure. So um, scale nav, definitely big those big crossing noises in the second measure from b to e and then i was i was kind of listening for those uh, this is one of my indie scores i was listening for uh the high a to e crossing i was like how do we get in high a to e but no sure enough it's in there in the second uh, in the fourth part um it's a little rolling crossing noise we're hearing a tiny little f sneak in that was a very good catch um you could have a lift drop too it's possible you could but it's it's yeah you could I feel like it's more rare to have a lift drop there. What's the Maybe um not more rare than a rolling crossing noise? I don't know. What's the the the, uh, the farmer's insurance company slogan? Like we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. I've seen uh, lots of lift drop crossing noises from high A to E over the years, but uh, but yeah. So you're right. There's a little rolling sound there. Yeah. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Uh, yeah, and definitely a little bit early in, in most places. I mean, you can tell that Hart's really trying to be right on the beat. And, and man, you're close. Keep at it. Uh, you know, like some of the strikes were accurate, and then you'd miss the next G Grace note, or the E doubling would be a little yeah. bit early. Um, yeah, you're there. Just just keep working towards it. It will fall into place. It's very close. Um, if you keep making it uh, an, an important thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Light strikes. Thumb Grace note a bit big. You throw nice, clear beer, clear beer, clear burl. Um, yeah, I, I think for me anyway, I would have edged it 0.25 higher on probably the tonal and tuning, but otherwise, it was a good performance. Pick an area and make it amazing. Same sort of goes for you, Hart. Drones weren't actually nice to each other either. So I think the tuning score is correct. Maybe a split hair higher on tonal quality. Uh, maybe, but uh, the score is pretty much correct. I think overall. Absolutely. That's, uh, How do you get to sixty-one point eight seven? How does that happen? Mm, I don't know. When you average. Yeah. Sixty and seventy-five. Yeah, that's right, and that must be what it comes out to. I'll be gosh darned. <laughs> um, somebody asked, "What tune is being critiqued?" Along the bottom of our live stream, there's like a little news ticker. And uh, so if you ever don't know, you can always look there. Donald McLeod, famous hornpipe, parts three and four. Yeah, really, really nice hornpipe. It's really interesting. Like this wouldn't have been a famous classic hornpipe 25 years ago. It would have been new and contemporary-ish, right? And it's, it's become a classic in the span of my lifetime. Kind of interesting. Kind of makes you wonder like what tunes are being composed right now that are gonna be classics in 25 years. Any takers? Mm. Afternoon and the Green Monster. <laughs> you know. Comes to mind because I heard that today. 
Yeah, you know I'm involved in the history of that tune. Did you know that? Hey, really? Let me tell you a story about Afternoon of the Green Monster. So, that um, Piping Hot Summer Drummer has had the tune composition contest, and that was maybe the second year they ever had that contest. Maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe they've always had it, but it would have been maybe my second year. But um, Danny Bryn, Stuart Little, and myself, we were on the committee judging the tunes that year. Um, we actually did it together for a couple of years. and um, <clears throat> But I was on the team of people that selected that tune as the winner. And then it quite literally blew up kind of from there because everybody was talking about what a great tune it was. And it is a great tune. Yeah, really good tune. Micah, the man. Do you think, I mean, <clears throat> Carl's Mun, what's a Mun Bun? I'm looking forward to meeting Roberta on the cruise. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good time, I think. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Is that not an All exception right. to the norm cut dot in that era? So talking about Donald McLeod, it is odd to have a, a you know, pretty well-established hornpipe that's not dot cut. Like this tune will be played a lot in top solo competitions. And it is a little bit weird that it's not dot cut. Here's the thing though. We haven't really talked about this much in our classes. Um, but the top players are going to put little nuances into this tune that, that make it, that point it a little bit back toward the direction of dot cut, just a tiny bit, most of the top players. So, um, so there's like lots of little subtleties and touches that you could put on this. We're more focused on the basics here and just trying to get through it without crossing noises from high A to E and stuff, you know? But uh, yeah, there's lots of nuance that could happen. Oh no. What's happening? The internal chat is. Oh no, the internal chat. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, man bun, Roberta will rock the cruise. She's going to teach me some new words to use when I hit my finger with a hammer. That's so, I mean, I mean, she's from deep in the heart of Texas, but she's got a mouth on her. She's, I mean, Roberta is famous for how frequently she gets banned from Facebook. Like sometimes, sometimes she's like, you know. Maybe that's why there's always a, like a fade in and fade out on Roberta's recordings because before and after yeah. it has to be censored. Maybe that's the real reason for the fade in. <laughs> it could be. Oh, Roberta says she's still banned. Yeah. Uh, banned from the Facebook. That, that takes talent. You know, it's interesting. I, I was talking with someone who I won't mention his name uh, at Kansas city. He's also got banned and he doesn't really know why. And let's, I mean, let's just say Roberta, I think maybe knows why she got banned. I'm not sure this guy does, but he can't also can't figure out how to get unbanned, you know? So change your name <laughs> yeah. going as R B E R T A. Yeah, there you go. Accidentally leave a little letter. <clears throat> you know, all this talk about rebelling and just living life on the edge makes me want to hear Beth Paul's recording. There you go. Let's go for it.
Deep throw is not. Not there. So, yeah, look at these scores and feel like I was a little generous yesterday. Yeah, uh, th- this score is just, it's a little yeah. too high. I, I, I think you overlooked some key things, like just the D throw, like D throw step large, D throw large, but okay in steps and evenness, not really true, right? There's major issue in step two. And it's, and, and, I, and I was listening like, oh, maybe it was just bad one time. No, but it was the same every time. It was a rolling crossing noise up to that C every time and 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 she's rushing steps two and three of the d throw as well so uh gotta lower that but but it was a good performance though and and it was solid rhythmically it was good uh phantom crossing noises and big false fingering moments um so i don't know yeah so drone significantly better that's you took yeah. the time to get that. Yeah, yeah. Pipes really sound good. Much closer. Yeah, pipes sound good. Yeah, which is cool. And yeah, Beth, Beth had a good question up here. Just sort of how how do I find? Uh, well, at, getting up to the determined sweet spot requires so much pressure; it's hard to maintain. It's a two step uh, two step problem uh, there, Beth. One, the first solution would be to make the read a little bit easier. Or go for it, you know, uh, work on really getting that in there. You don't want to give yourself a hernia either. So, you know, take it with <clears> a grain of salt. But sometimes it just takes a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more patience and struggle to get it there. Um, so, but it will get there. you know, I think that there were tons of unwanted sounds in that recording though, right? So I think it's entirely possible your sweet spot's too high as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also had a near choke though. It's yeah. I, she's just going as like as you can. I mean, plug into a metronome for <clears throat> the next few weeks and really hone in on it. Manometer is what you meant, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and your blowing mechanics are clearly not good enough, right? Um, because we're hearing these wild surges that go really, really high and then go really, really low. So you need to spend time doing the basics, right? So identify the sweet spot and then blow steadily at that spot just playing low A for a while, right? 
and don't let the pressure move. And get, get the mechanics solid and then, you know, then simple exercises. And then, yeah, when you're playing difficult material on the pipes, it becomes a lot harder to like, you know, keep it steady. So, okay, if you're trying to blow harder and it's unsustainable, you need an easier read. And what you're going to find with an easier read is <clears throat> you're squeaking all over the place because you need to master those mechanics a bit better, a lot better. Um, we'll have a look at it. Oh, no, we won't. You're not coming on the cruise. We'll have a look at it at the tuning clinic for sure. Um, you know, that would be a good thing to drill into. Let's figure out exactly what the problem is. Now, here's another thing I want to point out. Let's say you find the sweet spot using the low G and G grace note trick. All right, then you're blowing at that spot and you're tuned and you hear a bunch of little squeaks and chirps and stuff. What does that mean? It doesn't matter what the line was during your low G thing. If you're hearing squeaks and stuff during your performance, it means the line is too high, right? Like the low G thing is just a test that we use to find the sweet spot. But if common sense dictates it needs to be higher or lower then we 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 go with you know common sense trumps the the test yeah assuming you're not surging at the same moment that you're getting those chirps correct that would also be common sense trumping the common sense that trumped the test right so lots of common sense something happening here i know you, I, I i i like that word because it makes people cringe it makes people pay attention Wait, did he just say what I thought he just said? Well, I did. It's a, what, what is it, a synonym? Two words that sound the same but mean different things? No, uh, not a synonym, homonym. Homonym? Homonym. It's a homonym. Homonym? Somebody's an English teacher out there. I feel like Beth. an English teacher or something. Beth is an English teacher. Two words that sound the same but mean different things. Yes, that doesn't help. I know, that doesn't yes, help at all. <laughs> Which is right, out. is a homonym? Homonym, synonym, synonym. We cannot continue the show until we find out. Homonym. Yes, homonym. There it is. Woo. My college ed education paid off. Woo <clears throat> Um, all of the things, all the fundamentals, right? Picture, picture whether you're a Rams fan or a Patriots fan or neither. Both those teams are going to the Super Bowl this weekend and they have very well-established playbooks that they're going to use to try and beat the other team. How many of those plays in the playbook are going to go exactly as designed? Probably none of them, right? Uh, they're all going to, there's all going to be variations depending on what the other team is doing, right? And, and that's the same with bagpipe fundamentals. So we have our playbook now, which is brilliant. You might even, I mean, some people might even call it genius. The dojo fundamentals. <clears throat> we have our playbook. Now, now we apply the playbook to real life. And, you know, you have to insert your own process and make your own adjustments. Not to change the fundamentals, but to make them work for you. So if you find your sweet spot, you mark it off on the manometer, then you start playing your tune and you hear a bunch of squeaks. That might mean you just need to adjust it down a little bit. And that's just the way that it is. 
So, you know, find, you still want to find the perfect sweet spot, but you know, if it's not there, you got to figure out what you did wrong along the way. Indeed. Brewing, brewing coffee is very similar to that. You know, you follow all the rules, you follow all the rules and the coffee doesn't come out tasting good. So you have to figure out kind of what you did wrong or what needs to be tweaked. Yeah. My coffee this morning was depressing. Mine's way too fine. Mine's pretty good. French press just didn't go well. Do you ever do the arrow press? My cup. Do you ever do the arrow press, Carl? Arrow press. No, what's an arrow press. It's like, um, uh, it's like a giant syringe that you brew your coffee inside. Mm. Um, but you're, you know, it's like, it's really good for traveling, but also making like a really good single cup of coffee. Yeah. I've got one of the, the classic Italian, Italian, uh, percolator Italian. ones, <laughs> an Italian coffee maker <laughs> that I use for small cups. Like that, that does a good job. But yeah, it's not the same grind for that and for the French press. It was a disaster this morning. Ben Perry says in Cabrefay, this tune is written as dot cut. Yeah. So may- maybe it's kind of gone through iterations. Something like that, maybe. But that's too much in the other direction. You know, the reality is this tune is probably always played kind of kind of in that space between dot cut and round. There's a few other tunes like it. Ah. Jack Lee apparently plays this as cut dot, or sorry, dot cut as well. There you go. Speaking of which, speaking of John. Speaking of... Um, let's listen to John play. Yeah. Not that there's any relation between the dot cut, but... You were up next anyway. Here we go. <clears throat> no, but yeah, we'll talk about this later. John says he had a bad cold. It was hard to blow out. That's good. But here's one that I don't think I see. Did you do this one? Uh, no, this is uh, um, Andy. Here, here's a, a problem in the blowing that I hear 
that I don't think was listed here, and that's every thumb gracer you're getting to there, John, having a whole body reaction to play that uh, to that thumb grace note. Um, so watch out for that. It's an easy fix, but you're getting a big surge every time you have that thumb grace note in the second part, uh, maybe in the first part as well, in the ending phrase. So there's an easy one to fix. Scale nav. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was lots of little slips, little things in your hands, but I don't know. I agree. No, I think that's the right score. I, I think that's the right score for scale nav. Rhythmic accuracy. I thought you started very strong, but then it got all out ahead of the beat, leading slightly throughout until last line, then you fell behind. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely um, you played this a lot better on the practice channel throughout the week than we're hearing on the recording. Single grace note quality. Thumb grace notes, major issues, missing some of the holes, otherwise pretty good. Those thumb grace notes are really... They really cause a lot of problems in this performance, right? Because we kind of we had hole coverage issues, and then you know it caused problems with the blowing and stuff too. E doubling's inconsistent. D throws weren't particularly strong either. Yeah, you know, just not not the best day. Uh, tonal quality, mental anomalies holding this back, sagging on some notes and more variation as the tune goes on. I totally agree. Lots of fluctuation and blowing. And then the tuning, as the blowing kept changing, the tuning kept changing too. Yeah, you know? calibration issue there, I think. Maybe. Calibration or just maybe the fact that it's the dead of winter in Indiana. <clears throat> right. Either way. Polar vortex. Yeah. yeah, polar vortex. Drones not in, right? It says drones okay. Erase that. Nah, I mean, they weren't terrible, but you can do a better job to lock those in. Chanter high hand flat by fourth part. Slowing down would help a lot, I agree. We're, we're, we're not really picking on you, John, and, and I know you were sick this week, so that could explain some of this, for sure. Though there's some grace notes. That's an easy fix. Relax that hand and just let that finger move and that should help make it more stable as well so you're not moving around and um, missing holes after that. Now just keep that relaxed, move the thumb itself, not the whole hand slash arm. And Good. That will... I would put this to the, I would put this in the circulation and, you know, a good... Especially that. Fourth part. Yeah, the fourth part with all the thumb grace notes and put it in the circulation and, uh, you know, try and drill into that. And, you know, the thumb grace note, it's with the thumb, right? But we play all sorts of grace notes with all the other fingers. The thumb grace note's exactly the same. Try not to let it be anything more than that, right? You know, whoops, I lost the bottom to my chanter. <laughs> wonder where it went. I like the bottom of my chanter. Oh, well, I'll find it. 
Uh, Makes me sad. Ken, we don't give you a break because you're just Canadian. I hate to say it, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we like Canadians as much as anyone else, which is a lot. We have a lot of Canadians here today, so that should get a good response out of everybody. I agree, though. Ken's always sick. We don't give him a break, so we can't give John a break when he's sick just because he's nice. Ken's nice, too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you picked that one up. You, you picked that one up. You shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Ken's nice, too, especially All if, right, let's go. you know, get him in the schooner bar on the cruise. A couple of... Uh, one of the Moscow mules or something and, you know, put them in, no, no. put them in on nineties dance night. You know, if you can't tell, we are super excited to be going on this cruise very soon in a month. There, there's no time to sign up. Sorry guys. I think that, that boat has sailed already. But, really? I think you can still get on. Can't you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's anything pro if you want to come. Yeah. Call I don't think there's anything. Work. I don't think there's anything stopping you. Go to Royal Caribbean, book the cruise, and then, uh, you know, hop in. I mean, you, yeah. you still have to pay and stuff, but. Shall we, before we get more off task, let's listen to another recording here. How close are we to the end? Uh, we won't get to them all today, but that's okay. All right. Uh, we'll do another two and we'll call it there. All right. did this one? Carolyn. Who scored it? Me. Interesting. like right. like do you well, just there were some lift off crossing rises do you just drink like rosé or something as you do these like like nice juice you're just too nice you're just too damn nice um no man i listened to this like five or six times what do one freaking uh no it's fine no it's fine it well, was a good performance the, the real solution here is you get to do them all Let's yeah. let's not get crazy here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I stand by my grace notes. Were good, strikes were good. 
generally. Rhythmic accuracy was was, uh, was pretty good, but a little ahead all the time. I think I think uh, I think you just you're just ever so slightly higher overall, and and, and I think that you're yeah. I think that uh, the embellishment stuff. Um, there were big problems with D throws and the E doublings, especially from F. So, uh, but but meanwhile, the scores maybe only slightly higher than I would have made it. Maybe I would have made it lower, but no, I think the overall score is fine. And it was a pretty good performance. It certainly started very strong. The bagpipe sounded good. The rhythm was good. Everything except for the D throws was locked in. And then it kind of departed, especially in the fourth part. Fourth part's uh, really hard, especially for people who have death grips on the left hand. You know, because you have to let go of the left hand a little bit in that part, right? Uh, low A flat, high, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the drones were good in the beginning, but not great at the end. But I think the score is probably about right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just a little higher, I think. Depends on, on how often you read the descriptions, I feel like. The more I read the descriptions, the lower the score goes. Which I think is why... Uh, which is why Andy's are probably on the low side too. Because he's sticking to what's written. So maybe we need to do that more. But we're we're still working on it, guys. We'll we'll continue to play around with it. It's fine. The score I think the score is pretty close. Yeah. Alright, well let's do one more and we'll wrap it up. Are we doing Roberta? Did she did she win the week again? Yeah. But she's not as she hasn't been as good lately. Like she She's been banned from Facebook. She's been battling Facebook, not focusing on her playing. It's, it's a, it's, it is an improvement uh, over last week, so that's good. Oh, thank some, God. Some thank God. Crossing noises in there. You know, yeah. like lift drop crossing noises. Anyway, we'll, we'll listen to it. Here we go. There's the famous... Fade out from all of the profanity that preceded this record. No, I'm kidding. Here we go. disqualified <laughs> you shouldn't be playing you shouldn't be playing that fast if you have a bunch of crossing noises in at that tempo right you should be playing slower to get it cleaner right yeah I don't know what it is about the B to E but that's been a yeah it's been an issue for a lot of people the last couple of weeks, B to E, 
it's this I guess it's this tune. But it's even. It's not even like cut dot or, or dot cut. I think relative to the rest of the class, this obviously wins the week. But like, it's not like, I don't think I'd be celebrating this. There's so many things wrong with it that uh, have no place in what's otherwise a really good performance. Like the fact that the drones aren't actually locked in. Roberta is not in the polar vortex right now. Right, and the fact that there are a bunch of crossing noises. So, you know, yeah, you might be LeBron of the class. That's a basketball reference. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know who LeBron James is. <laughs> At least know that, but that's about all. I couldn't even tell you who he plays for these days. Yeah, me either. Uh, no, I could. He he plays for Los Angeles. I think that uh, I think that this was a one and done recording. Respect, but uh, tempo's too high. You know, play a little slower so that you can get it really locked in and nail it. And uh, <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> Sue, Sue says. Because Roberta, her response is, when you suck, you suck. You know what I mean? And then Sue's response is, I wish I sucked as badly as you do. <laughs> Slower would have been the same. Wow. <clears throat> then you need to practice. You got to work on. You need to practice going up and down the scale then. Crossing noises. Yeah. You need to do your crossing noise exercises. Yeah, do, do your arpeggios. That, that, that should uh, get them going. What's that tune with all the arpeggios at the end, Andrew? Oh, I don't know. One that like Stuart plays pretty often, or um, I don't know. Um, I forget yeah. the Vietnamese waltz or something. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, there you go. That, that's what Roberta needs to practice at like a tenth of the speed. Um, shall we go through it? That'd be a good exercise. Lift up, crossing uh, noise, sure. B to E. Good groove, I agree there. Nice strikes, but D's not as good or same size as E's. Who did this, Fusco or you? I did. E doublings could be more uniform. D throws good, maybe a little ahead of the beat. I agree. I agree with that for sure. Tonal quality, good, but small movements between top and bottom hands. Also thinness and chanter sound. It's winter and cold. Is it, though? I think uh, I think the low all week in Texas has been like 60 degrees or something. Uh, drones not locked as usual. Lock those things in. We know you can. Yeah, yeah, John McCain. The Vietnamese waltz. Never heard of it? Um, okay. <clears throat> Good session. Yeah. Good recordings. Uh, still, uh, we, had a, we had a great turnout this week, really great submissions. There's like, I think four recordings we didn't get to listen to. So, uh, that's not because they were good, bad, or otherwise just, we had to sort of pick luck of the draw. Um, yeah, luck of the draw, but, uh, you know, thank you to everyone who did recordings this week. They were really good. You can find your feedback. If we didn't get to you live here, you can find it, um, in the uh, archive uh, spreadsheet. So. They are there. Uh, thank you to everybody. It's cool. Keep, your, keep it up. Keep working away. 
we'll look forward to listening to more next week. Awesome.